the Disgruntled Life Coach Podcast, Episode 25. The Disgruntled Life Coach Podcast. It won't make your love life better. It won't make you more successful financially. And it won't make your horrible, blurry, desert island Zoom background any more inviting. But if you listen carefully, you might just end up a better person and, maybe, those other things will follow. Or not. Whatever. And now, the Disgruntled Life Coach Podcast. In keeping with the topic, but on a slightly different note, I want to reach out to everyone about respect. We're all living through a really troubling and difficult time, and none of us is immune to the isolation, loneliness, and anxiety that comes as part of what we're all experiencing. Having said that, please, 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 can we all just be civil, friendly, and respectful of each other? Being a jerk, shouting at people, and trying to make your noise louder than the other noise around you is not the way to live in civil society. So if you're in a retail location, a public place, or a gathering, be respectful of health guidelines, safety guidelines, and most importantly, your fellow citizens. I mean, really, assholes is so 2016. Let's move past that and rise above. Assholery and douchebaggery have no place in 2022. That's all. So today we're going to talk about the weight of carrying a grudge and why you shouldn't. We all know it starts and ends in different ways, but there is a price to pay. To start today, grudge is a noun meaning a persistent feeling of ill will or resentment resulting from a past insult or injury. Sadly, this sometimes leads to revenge, which means the action of inflicting hurt or harm on someone for an injury or wrong suffered at their hands. Let's take a look at some quotations that will give us some fuel for this discussion. First, we have Victor Emil Frankl, who was an Austrian neurologist, psychiatrist, philosopher, author, and Holocaust survivor. Frankl published 39 books, including his autobiographical Man's Search for Meaning, a best-selling book based on his experiences in various Nazi concentration camps. He is famously quoted as saying, I do not forget any good deed done to me, and I do not carry a grudge for a bad one. Considering his war experiences, that is quite the statement, and you get pissed off when someone takes your friggin' parking spot. Next, we have Charlotte Bronte, a 19th century English novelist and poet, and the eldest of the three Bronte sisters who survived into adulthood. She was also the last to die of all of her siblings. She became pregnant shortly after her marriage in June 1854, but died on March 31, 1855 at age 38 due to complications from her pregnancy. Her quotation states, Life appears to be too short to be spent in nursing animosity or registering wrongs. This proved to be both apropos and prophetic. Finally, we have the ever-quotable Confucius, a Chinese philosopher, poet, and politician of the spring and autumn period, and who was traditionally considered the paragon of Chinese sages. His philosophical teachings, called Confucianism, emphasized personal and government morality, correctness of social relationships, justice, kindness, and sincerity. He said... To be wronged is nothing unless you continue to remember it. And that is a perfect jumping off point that we need right now more than 2,000 years later. So let's get started. (music) 
Okay, so why do you keep a grudge and wish for revenge? There are a lot of reasons, and some of those reasons make us entirely human. I mean, who among us has not been hurt by someone we love or had the trust we placed in someone else betrayed? That first reaction is always hurt, and that's the start of it. But the problem with a grudge is that you've taken that hurt that should be as transitory as the disgust you feel when you bite into like a moldy kumquat and dissipate immediately, perhaps with some swearing and a chaser's scotch. But when you hold a grudge and dwell on that anger, it often increases aggression over extended periods of time, even towards people who have nothing to do with the original act. This, according to a study published in the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology titled Chewing on It Can Chew You Up, Effects of Rumination on Triggered Displaced Aggression, written by Bushman et al. So when you don't let go, you pay and everyone else pays too. But there are deeper costs, so just open your wallet. A 2007 study co-authored by Michael McCullough, a professor of psychology at the University of Miami, found that people who ruminate about bad past experiences produce higher levels of cortisol than usual. Too much of this stress hormone in the brain can result in anxiety, depression, trouble sleeping, memory and concentration problems, and even weight gain, says McCullough. Even worse, another paper titled Bearing Grudges and Physical Health, Relationship to Smoking, Cardiovascular Health, and Ulcers, published in the Journal of Social Psychiatry and Psychiatric Epidemiology, says, holding a grudge over long periods of time has been linked to greater risk of heart disease, chronic pain, and stomach ulcers. So not only do you pay the mental price, but you get the added no-cost upgrade to first-class physical discomfort, sleeplessness, and even death. So who gets revenge now? But you can still be happy and successful if you hold a grudge, right? Nope. Hard no on that. The longer you hold a grudge, the more you, re you rehearse what happened, what you did, what you think you should have done, and what you want to do, and the more you adopt what is known as a victim mentality. According to an article titled How to Deal with Victim Mentality by Carl Pereira, victim mentality is the mindset that causes someone to believe that their success and happiness depends on things outside and beyond their control. Sadly, the deeper you go into this mode, the lower your self-esteem, and the less likely you are to see success in challenges, and the more likely you are to withdraw from activities that make you happy and validate your existence. It's a downward spiral, like hoping to self-medicate yourself out of depression, and we know how shitty that works. Well, I do anyway, but, but I digress. So what can be done? Well, I have, as usual, some thoughts on the matter. So you've been hurt, really hurt, and all you can think about is what happened. Despite knowing it's not serving you in any real way, you hold that grudge as tightly as if it's a lock of hair from your first cat or something. But mental health isn't about logic or your weird obsession with your dead cats. It's about seeing what is wrong, acknowledging it, and working towards a resolution. So that's step one. Acknowledge that you're hurt and your feeling is actually a grudge and you feel real animosity towards a person, place, item, the world, whatever. Understand what happened and be really honest with yourself about your role in the events that led to this grudge and why it's important to you. You must know what it is before you move towards a resolution. And this is the, the difficult first step. But, but take it, really. It's literally the first step. Take, take it now. 
Next, switch places with the object of your ire. This is not as simple as you think because it requires you to have empathy. And depending on the hurt you've received, maybe even a great deal of it. And if you really have to be honest with yourself here in trying to understand what happened from the other perspective, think about what the other person would do if the roles were reversed. Think about the reasons why you would have done exactly the same thing in their shoes, work boots, slippers, or whatever. You may want to not believe you would behave as they did, but the truth is that it's likely you already have at some point in your life. Again, you have to be completely honest with yourself or you'll get nowhere at the speed of sound. Another aspect to crushing grudges is forgiveness. This may be the most difficult part of letting go, but there are 3.7 jagzillion metric tons of research done on how forgiveness is the key to all happiness. Remember that quotation from earlier from Victor Franzel, who had no ill will even towards those who imprisoned him in Nazi death camps. So just know that it can be done. But here's the hard part. Forgiveness isn't for the other person, and it works even if they don't know that you've done it. Do it anyway. Do it even if you know nothing about the other person will change. Do it knowing that it will not undo what happened. Do it as your own personal mental exercise, but you have to really do it and feel like you've done it so you can move on. If it leads to reconciliation or positive change in someone else or a better understanding of the dynamics, all those are just bonuses. But you have to know that you've reconciled the grudge to yourself and then start to realize that you can do better more productive things with the time and energy you are shoving into that gaping maw that is that stupid grudge monster. Finally, think about the positive takeaways from your experience. You will always remember the events, but try to think about what you learn from them, how that knowledge will improve your critical thinking skills going forward, and how this can actually make you a better person. It's been shown that you can be happier, more productive, and more creative when you're free of thoughts of grudges and revenge. You may even be in a position to use that process that worked for you to help others achieve a new level of acceptance of things that happened to them. Be happy that you can make choices, like hanging out in a hot tub in Silver Springs in an ill-fitting bathing suit just to be in the moment, Wendy. That's how you make your life a more positive place to live. And the alternative is, you know, much crappier. Okay, so that's it for this episode. As always, I'll leave you with a disgruntled nugget in a second, but first I want to thank you for listening. Remember to subscribe to this podcast. I'm on all the major platforms, and please visit www.disgruntledlifecoach.ca for all my podcasts, and yeah, put the dub dub on it, just don't ask me questions. Please also follow me on Twitter at Life Disgruntled. There's a link on my website. DM me if you want some stickers, like Really, I'm going to repeat that. DM me if you want some stickers. Also, if you like what you've heard today, tell your friends. If you think this is ridiculous, still tell your friends. I mean, how hard is that? Nugget. An old proverb states, for every minute you are angry, you lose 60 seconds of happiness. To get more specific, an ancient Korean proverb says, if you kick a stone in anger, you'll hurt your own foot. Confucius started it all when he said, when anger rises, think of the consequences. So we all need to understand the consequences of anger because when we kick stones, we lose a minute of happiness in our foot or something. I, I don't know. Whatever. 
Again, thanks for listening, and thanks also to Audio Nautics and Partners in Rhyme for music and sound effects. Thanks again to Neatnik for visuals, and thanks for your patience. See you in two weeks, or not, whatever. Whatever.